On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, we watched Logan. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. Cut the music. We are back. Jim and I uh, watched a banger of a movie this week, Logan. I will say, Jim, that this is, spoiler alert, in my top five comic book movies of all time. Just saying. I don't think that's out of place at all. Um, I'm going to provide a spoiler alert. I actually lowered my score from last time I've watched this movie. Really? We'll discuss that (laughs) later in the pod. Awesome. Can't wait. But like I said, we will get to that. Um, first off, we got a couple of things to establish. Jim, you went and saw the Batman. I did, and I fucking loved it, man. It was so incredibly good. That's awesome. I ended up giving this a 9 out of 10. I think it's borderline Batman horror, which I am super interested in actually seeing now. And also, I think Pattinson was inspired casting but even more so john Turturro as uh carmine falcone he stole the fucking show whenever he was on screen man yeah the dude i didn't think he would be able to be serious and i was blown away absolutely blown away he was electric like the cast was just so stacked like at every position you just had like you know top of the line fucking people putting on a show like and every single one of them were great like i don't think there was really one performance that stood out to me like in a bad way you know i think in slight disagreement i think andy circus alfred was the weakest point of the movie yeah i was not super so like when we first heard about it i think all three of us were absolutely excited about that casting but i don't think it worked yeah he was a bit Maybe it's because of, like, the screen time or something. He just really... That's a good point. He was, like, very forgettable. Like, I don't... I kind of just very forgot wooden. that Andy Serkis was in the movie as Alfred, you know? Yeah, and once you're not looking at him, it's not too much of a spoiler to say he's not a large portion of the movie. Right. But I I don't think he added anything either. Unfortunately, it seems he's maybe better suited to mocap. Yeah. Did you... So you liked the almost, like noir like detective style movie that this it was like very like zodiac slash like seven maybe you know it was awesome one thing i really loved too is like the riddles were not so impossible or so like you didn't have to manipulate them so much in your mind that you couldn't fucking figure them out maybe i'm just a little bit dumb but like i got all these riddles whereas i feel like in previous iterations of the riddler the riddles were so impossible or so strange that you couldn't actually answer them. And that frustrates me about those movies. Right. And it's almost like refreshing too to just see like Batman, just like get it. Like, just like that, like no spoiler alerts or anything, but ever he's like, like given a riddle to like, or someone else's, he usually is the one to solve it. And pretty quickly, which yeah, he's the world's greatest detective. So 
That's... Right, which they make a point of joking about in this movie, which I like. But, like, Batman originally debuted in a series called Detective Comics, which, before Batman was in it, was just regular old detective stories about normal people before they introduced Batman. You know, so people don't understand or necessarily always know that that's where his roots were, were in being a detective, gathering clues, not just fighting crime. Right, right. Yeah, I thought this movie was just full of, like, tense, obviously, and dark storytelling, but also, like you said, they crack a few jokes here and there, and, like, Detective Gordon and Batman's, you know, their chemistry was great um scott obviously yeah, like jeffrey wright also super inspired yeah. his casting scott obviously loved the thumb drive joke anybody who has seen the movie <laughs> will get that um but yeah scott saw it too we don't want to forget him uh our dear old buddy he gave it an eight out of ten i'm he said he had a lot of fun i'm sure uh he'll have a lot more to talk about once he returns to the pod about this movie seeing he is such a huge batman fan or at least of, like, The Dark Knight specifically. So I'd like to hear his comparison. Obviously, he gave that a 10. It's, like, his favorite movie of all time, but... Right. PSA 2, The Batman is coming to HBO Max on April 19. This is not to say that you should not spend the $10, $15 to go see it, because you have to remember when you're talking movies, you vote with your dollar. Right. You know, they will make more of what makes money. So if you wait, that's fine. But if you don't go see it in theaters, you can't quote-unquote guarantee that they're going to make another one. And I will say it's tremendous. The score and, like, the sounds of Gotham and stuff are fantastic. The theater was awesome when I Yeah, spend the extra few bucks for the super screen, that's for sure. Yeah. I just wish there was an IMAX near enough to me that I could have seen it in IMAX. That would have been the icing on the cake, you know? I haven't, like, seen one movie in IMAX, and it was probably, like, some Planet Earth thing when I was, like, 10. So anything else... I haven't seen any other movie. It's a shame. There's apparently two types of IMAX. One being real IMAX, like it's actually shown in IMAX film with a higher frame rate, bigger resolution and whatnot. And then there are other IMAX screens or claimed to be IMAX, so it's not actually shown in the appropriate aspect ratio and stuff. It's forced onto a bigger screen. You should go to a website called LIMAX. Because in Wisconsin, there's actually only a single true IMAX screen. Gotcha. And I believe it's in Mayfair Mall in Milwaukee, or outside of Milwaukee. I was going to say, my probably closest option is Minneapolis, I think, or Rochester yeah, you may or something. But be better off popping to Minnesota, really. Yeah. My goal is to just, I know I've said this a thousand times, is to just before I die to see Interstellar in IMAX. It just, I owe it to that movie. <laughs> you know? Try and find a place where you can rent a theater oh, for a hundred bucks God, to see it in IMAX. Or just like check, just Google interstellar in imax like every day for the rest of my life to see if somewhere's showing it and just try to find it i've made statement to my family already but for my birthday this year i think we should rent one of the marcus theaters again i think it's like 90 or 99 bucks and i want to watch one of the extended lord of the rings in the theater that just seems like not that bad of a price to rent out a theater and you're allowed to bring up to 20 people so i mean that's for a hundred dollars that's five dollars a ticket right it's not bad no that's that seems completely reasonable to me and a great idea I love it. Yeah, I'd go to that. We could have a pod reunion to watch Return of the King on the big screen. <laughs> fucking lit. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, the one other thing that I watched is Angie and I finally finished West Wing, seven seasons down. This is probably pretty firmly my number two show of all time, right behind Ted Lasso. Wildly different shows, but this one is also so incredibly good if you like a political talkie show. Sure. I think the only thing I will say is 
the final season, you're looking at the campaign of the guy who is going to be the next president and his opponent. In the very first episode of the final season, they do a flash forward three years and indirectly reveal who wins the election. So then the entire fucking season, you're watching them duke it out and all of like the tenseness is really kind of sapped from it because you truly know who won already. Huh. And that really frustrated me. Right. That, is... that doesn't diminish the acting or the writing. It was all still very, very good story. Seems like a strange decision to show that, you know, when that... Yeah, it seems like, in my opinion, a mistake. Right, when that's supposed to be maybe... I'm assuming some of, like, the greater tense moments of the show are them, you know, duking it out, whether on the campaign or backstabbing sort of shit, but you already know who wins. You know, it's kind of... I, I agree that would be kind of... Underrated. Yeah, it really takes the tenseness out right. of it. I would recommend this to anyone who has a passing interest in politics. If Let's say you don't agree with them. If you're able to get over the fact that you don't necessarily agree with what this fictional president's politics are, you will enjoy this show immensely. Awesome. Yeah, just I'll have to just add it to the list of a thousand shows that I say I'm going to get to and probably should, but... Yep, seven seasons of 22 to 24 episodes, so... If you stick to it like we did, like six months, you can crank that yeah. out. And they're it's all on HBO Max. They're right like now. forty-five to an hour. Forty-five, yeah, on the nuts about because it was originally on NBC, so it had commercials. It's not originally from HBO. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I like I dig political stuff. I will admit, I never finished um, House of Cards, but from what I did see, I really liked it. So that's probably a more different darker tone than this i'm sure but yeah house of cards is more aggressive i'd say darker whereas this one it is much less aggressive amongst characters it is trying to show you a realistic air quotes look at white house staffers it is not about drama there just is drama in the job is the way they show sure yeah sounds great um all right so what'd you do me (laughs) i i watched I think I've said it before, but Dad and I watched uh, Reign of Fire. I know I think I've used it before. It's like the 2005 movie starring Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey, and they literally just, it's like post-apocalyptic world where dragons have kind of emerged from the center of the earth. And if Does that rain like precipitation? Uh, no, like R-E-I-G-N. Like a king's rain. Yeah, and it's... I love it. I think it's a terribly underrated just, like, action movie. Because it seems to have gotten, like, a bunch of mixed reviews from, like, everyone. But it's a lot of fun. I'd recommend it. Like, they're basically trying to, like, restart humanity and, like, growing food. But dragons come around and, like, burn shit and eat you. So it's, like, they just, I don't know. Matthew McConaughey plays, like, a war like a general and he just rolls in with like a bunch of soldiers and they're like we're taking over your little base but we're gonna like try to kill the the main male dragon and it's just fucking insane chaos I just added it to my prime list. chaos ensues that's for sure it's fucking awesome but what really took up my time i lied to jim everybody i said i was gonna check out um his favorite best picture nominee God dang it. Belfast. Belfast. You can't even remember. I know. <laughs> Belfast. And I totally botched. I just did not watch. I got consumed by video games this week playing Elden Ring and actually fired up The Last of Us 2 again. Um, 
The Last of if Us. If you don't watch it for next week, I'm really gonna give you shit because it's only an hour and thirty eight minutes. Long. Okay, yeah, you deserve. I deserve it if I don't finish it by next week. Um, you have full rights to you know tar and feather me virtually on the pod <laughs> here. Uh, but yeah, I will say Elden Ring is amazing. Added to my and we talked about it a little bit in the group chat. I just beat a bunch of bosses the other day, and I was pumped. And then The Last of Us 2, I realized I played a shit ton of it, and I'm really only halfway through. Because now you, like, jump to a whole new character, and you basically go back to the beginning and see her story, or her part of it. And I'm just like, Jesus, this is never gonna end. But did they ever do first person in that game at all? Because the reason I couldn't do the first one, because I got it for free was because I can't play a third-person shooter. I just fucking suck at it. Oh, no, it's it's all third-person again. It does take some getting Wolf. used to. And I guess that's what's been nice. I will f- say I found myself getting messed up with the controls, not only because it's a PlayStation and an Xbox controller, but the fact that one button is literally crouch on, like, Last of Us, and on the other one mm-hmm. it's, like, sprint. <laughs> on, on Elden Ring, so it's literally killed me probably a few times on each game. Just trying to run away from the clickers, get, you crouch and then they just fucking eat you. Re- yes, exactly. So, but it's it's fun. I can't wait to beat. I'm sure I'll obviously beat Last of Us before I beat Elden Ring, just because Elden Ring is so massive. But yeah, I'm having a good time firing up the old gaming systems lately. But I will get to Belfast Gym. I promise. That's a promise. We're going to count on it, okay. man. You can hold me to it. But I guess other than that, um, we don't really have much for you other than this big-ass review for, like I said earlier, one of my favorite uh, comic book movies. Um, that's just no, no indication of my score. I don't want to give it away, but I will say... I enjoyed this rewatch a lot. So, Jim, why don't you tell the people the synopsis and where they can find it if they want to watch? So, unfortunately, right now, Logan is not streaming, so you'll have to rent it someplace or dig out your Blu-ray because everyone should own this movie. Um, Plot synopsis is, In a future where mutants are nearly extinct, an elderly and weary Logan leads a quiet life, but when Laura, a mutant child pursued by scientists, comes to him for help, he must get her to safety. Sounds like it's not a... totally wrong, but like the whole pursued by scientists is really loose. Yeah, because I'd say these are pretty some souped up scientists. Then they got a lot of firepower. Right. <laughs> Closer to paramilitary, right? Exactly. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. Also, it should be known that this is not your this is not your X Men first class. This is a hard R look at um, X Men decades in the future, like in the year twenty twenty nine. It is very good, but incredibly violent. Don't watch it with your kids. Right. For the fans of typical X-Men storytelling, yeah, this is one that's a little different. It's kind of come in the wake of how popular... Did this come out, yeah, after the first Deadpool? Am I wrong or am I stupid? Um, It came out in 2017. Looking quick for... Deadpool came out in 2016, so it did come out after, but you have to assume that it was already it was in being the works. made at the time um, Deadpool came out. Right. So it both are Fox properties or were at the time, though. Comes in a wave, sort of, you know, with these R-rated superhero movies that I'm sure they were, like, laughing all the way to the bank once they saw how popular Deadpool was. Um, 
because wasn't enough to keep him from di- keep him from being bought by Disney. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I just hope they don't censor him too much if we see any future in the MCU adaptations. Yeah. Well, I get it. Like, if you make an MCU movie that's rated PG thirteen, you can't just have him dropping f bombs constantly. But I think you get one, and you can still keep it PG thirteen. Right. So I'm sure he'll be the one that uses it, and then he'll make a joke or something. You know, there's our one. Yeah, break the wall. <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> funny. But yeah, let's kind of dive into this. Um, like we said, it's it's super like almost post apocalyptic in a sense. Not so much where the people are messed up, but basically there is no X Men. Um, Wolverine is the only one left, and he is caretaking for professor x who we soon realize is is pretty fucked up mentally like his brain is yeah he's got seizures that happen and given his telekinetic and telepathic abilities they will cause everyone within a certain radius which i would have loved to know what the actual radius is to not be able to move at all including like breathing you are just stuck there right and And these seizures could go on for seconds or minutes which we're told can kill people or at least it it kind of deteriorates you know a lot of people that are in the near vicinity um we see especially if your brain's not getting oxygen you got a problem yeah we're uh we're introduced to i believe a character named caliban yes um he's been shown in a numerous movies from different variations the one i specifically remember is a terrible movie called x-men apocalypse where uh he plays like some arms dealer almost but it's it's just different variations of the character but this one kind of helps logan that's interesting i never even knew that yeah that he was connected to the other movies it's not him though but he is like a yeah like a mutant character um and he has been in, in other movies but he basically is helping logan watch after professor x um and basically it serves as their doctor almost because logan Right away, we get to see how violent this movie is. He's basically an Uber driver. Um, yeah, like a black car Uber yes. in a 2024 um, Chrysler. Saving up money to buy a yacht and basically just live on the ocean is is the sense that I get that they want to do. Right. Because I think... It should be known as yeah, well that Caliban is an albino. Um, he is a clairvoyant, so he can sense other mutants and or track them. Um, but because he's an albino, if he is exposed to the sun, he will immediately start turning black and burning very aggressively. Not like a sunburn, but like crisping in the oven, blackening. Right. So that is important for future parts of the movie. Uh, so yeah, right away we see Wolverine just kill a bunch of like Mexicans that are trying to steal his, the tires off his vehicle as he sleeps in the back um brutal scene love it just stabbing people in the head and cutting limbs off uh that basically leads to logan being discovered by boyd holdbrook's character um gosh the name of the guy is pierce First name is donald is... i think last name is pierce yeah he basically um comes asking for logan because he wants to know if this lady gabriella has reached out to him about helping her and this girl named laura turns out laura is much like logan in the sense that she basically has the same mutant powers uh claws regenerative health um 
all sorts of crazy shit. She's a fucking badass. Yeah, That's this sure. really brought Daphne Keene onto the scene. She then went on to star in uh, His Mortal Instruments, which is the Golden Compass TV series on HBO. Um, but I believe this was her debut completely, verifying that now. She had done TV yeah. before this, as well as some voice acting, it seems. Right, but this was like her super huge break, and I thought she was fantastic. I mean, again, she doesn't have to do much. She, you know, she kind of just plays a smaller female version of Wolverine, who's always just been very blunt and quiet for the most part. Um, the first time we get to see her in action, I guess I should say Wolverine does eventually go visit Gabriella, who reaches out to him, um, answers like an, an uber ping from her that he doesn't know for sure it's her. Gabriella tries to convince him to take Laura with him. He wants nothing of it, I believe. Is this when she must have snuck in his car? Oh, he pro- she probably sneaks in after he goes back to discover that Gabriella was killed at some yeah, point. Yeah, she snuck into the trunk, and that's how she gets back to um, Professor X and them at their encampment. And right, Professor X, it reveals, he's been talking to Laura with his mind for days or weeks now. Which confuses right. Logan to one degree or another because he had been giving him anti-seizure medication, which should also tamp down on his other powers. Right. So are we safe to assume that maybe he's just been kind of doing the pill under the tongue trick? and That or something, little... but he hasn't necessarily been taking them. Right. I will say I, there is one funny scene when Logan goes into that little like water tank where he's keeping Professor X and he's just wheeling around in his wheelchair. Shouting about the case like, Lupa. <laughs> yeah, come one, come all. Step right up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, but anyway, we get the scene where Laura has arrived at the encampment, like we said. Um, she starts hitting it off with Professor X. He's like trying to like talk to her and get a story out of her. We then have Pierce and his cronies show up, um, the scientists. It's just a bunch of guys with a ton of guns. They And uh, sub- cybernetic, like, limbs. Right, yes. They're, like, genetically modified, which I would make sense. They're trying to hunt down certain mutants, um, so they probably need all the help they can get. But they show up. They subdue Logan a little bit. They keep him under wraps. Laura's in the building eating cereal but sees them on like the security cameras coming in uh we see like two guys walk in we hear some screaming and all of a sudden laura comes out and just chucks a guy's head at the feet of pierce (laughs) yeah like fucking like brock lesnar's head some big beefy dude (laughs) so she just starts going hog wild you know they start chasing after her into the building we basically get a just like a 10 minute scene of her just killing everybody i guess is the best way to put it um really showing off her instincts and powers uh it's fucking awesome this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie because she's just going crazy one specific way she is different from logan is that she has only two hand claws and then one claw on each foot right but again still the adamantium skeleton we assume adamantium claws yeah so from here, it just kind of leads to, like, a big chase. Um, Logan, she well, just when she gets shot through the with a harpoon gun. That was pretty insane. Yeah, like, right through that. her chest. Yeah. 
Logan escapes, starts killing people. It basically leads to a big car chase around the encampment. Um, and Logan and they shoots base- the gap around a train. Right, sneaks through the gap and escapes that way. So, right away we get a shit ton of action in this movie, and it's ten times more brutal than anything we've ever seen, you know, other than, like, Deadpool in any sort of movie, um, any sort of comic book movie. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. They didn't pull any punches right out the gate. One thing to no. notice, this is based off an actual comic book series called Old Man Logan. I don't know much more about that series other than the fact that it's, again, just following an old man Wolverine. I don't know what all goes into that, but it was an incredibly popular Marvel comic, and I never read it because I was a DC guy. Right. Yeah, I knew... I never claimed to be much of a big comic book guy, unfortunately. Um, Like, the physical comic books. I love the movies. I really wish I would have read or would get into some of that stuff because it just seems like there's a lot more amazing stories that you know you can't if you're not you can't really tell all of them on the big screen so i i should wish i would get into the graphic novels a little more but you're exactly right i heard this was based on a on a comic series called old man logan and that sounds like it would be something i would definitely be interested in if you'll forgive me for reading for a minute this story like the this intro here sounds fucking sick so the united states and the world of earth 807128 has been conquered and divided among supervillains, with territories belonging to Abomination, later conquered by Hulk, Magneto, later conquered by a new kingpin, Doctor Doom, and the Red Skull, who has named himself President of the United States. Superheroes have been wiped out of existence with a few survivors in hiding. Logan lives with his wife Maureen and young children Scotty and Jade on a barren plot of land in Sacramento, now part of the territory known as Hulkland. Needing Hmm. money... Uh, to pay rent to his landlords, the Hulk gang. Um, Logan accepts a job from a blind Clint Barton to help him travel east to the capital of New Babylon and deliver a secret package, which Logan assumes to be drugs. I mean, I'm there for that story. That sounds fucking sick. That does sound awesome. There's no way they could get the budget to make that happen in any legitimate sense of how it would need to be done, given the fact that it would need to obviously be multiple movies. God, see, that's what I'm talking about. I People always talk about, like, how insane comics are and the ability to, like, tell things, like, graphically in, like, that style. And I'm really upset with myself that I just never got into it for some reason. It's, it's just that I never got around to it. I'm sure I would enjoy it. And for stories like that, that you would never get to see probably on the big screen, that would be fucking awesome. The biggest problem I have with things like this are like, so they always release them in single-issue comics weekly or monthly at the time they come out, right? And those, and after the fact, are way more valuable on a resale market and more collectible because they're harder to find. So if I ever went back to this, I would like refuse to buy the graphic novels because I need to have the single issues because I find myself to be a collecting purist and that's going to (laughs) cost me a fucking arm and a leg. I know. I know exactly how you feel, man. I I collect things to my own detriment at sometimes I feel myself. That's a fact. Having to, having to own hard copies of everything. Usually I've, I've graduated from it for video games. I used to be, I held out as long as I could. Um, now I just digitally download everything, but 
movies, I will. I always will have to have a physical copy if I'm if I'm buying a movie. Listeners can't am. see, but behind me is my wall of Funkos, and there's an <laughs> old man Logan back here somewhere, and it's one of the coolest Funkos I have. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, sorry for getting sidetracked a little bit, people, uh, down memory lane or should have been memory lane for me. Uh, I we kind of get now just a series of like road trip images. Um, I guess it's. I feel it's important to note that Caliban was captured amongst the chaos. Um, yep. End of which uh, Boyd Holbrook's character, Donald Pierce, is aware of his ability to be able to track mutants, so they are using him immediately. Right. So they keep him alive, basically torturing him with like sunlight or UV rays um, that kind of hurt him a lot, like we said. Uh, from here, we get a scene, too, where they kind of pull over... Um, another important scene where they discover, like, on a cell phone that the secret, like, footage that Gabriella was taking. Cause she worked inside this lab where all these children were being tested and given, like, mutant powers and stuff. So they kind of witness firsthand all of, like, the like the rough situation that these kids were dealt. Yeah, the um, kids in Mexico were being um, experimented on, trying to be given... Um... What am I trying to say? Mutant powers and then be able to be controlled by the people creating them. Right. Typical, you know, create like weapons out of people, you know, and try to be able to control them and and hopefully think that nothing could ever go wrong by giving people superhuman powers. (laughs) Right. We do eventually Uh, learn that the lead scientist on this was part of a team that basically hunted down all the X-Men and all the naturally occurring mutants and killed them. Right. Gathering the genetic material to, in essence, now create this attempted army. Exactly. Crazy shit. Um, That's another movie where I think if it existed, I would like to watch. I mean, it would be terribly sad, but to, like, see the the end of all of, like, the X-Men. You just see them, like... I mean, you base... In Days of Future Past, you get a glimpse of them using, like, the Sentinels or something... That they said, yeah, it'd be to, like, like Master kill... Logan, there's too many. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. That's just me being terrible, but I just, I'm here for those like dark, awful movies that well, I think it could would set be up a... multiple spin offs on those who did make it out, too, you know? Right, right, exactly. Uh, from here, like I said, Logan, uh, Professor Axe, Laura, they're basically on the run. They arrive at a casino to try and hunker down, like, in the hotel part, um, basically trying to avoid being noticed by anyone or drawing any attention to themselves. Yeah, trying to hide in plain sight, almost. Right. It doesn't take long for them to be discovered. Uh, We get a scene where, I believe because Caliban is obviously tracking them, um, it kind of sucks. Yeah, they're never getting away at this point. It's pretty crazy. We kind of get Logan um, coming back to the hotel after, you know, being away for a little bit. And all of a sudden, like, he notices there's some bad people there. And then we get, like, this crazy scene of, like, basically the earth just shattering. Um, Professor X is obviously distressed. He's having one of his episodes and their shit is just, people are just basically dying (laughs) all around him. And it's crazy to note that because of their like regenerative powers logan and laura have some sort of like 
immunity to this. Yeah, they're, they're still less affected, to, like, but they're still they still got to fight pretty hard in order to be able to move or breathe. Right. Right. So we get this pretty crazy scene where Logan like fights his way back to the hotel room that they're staying in, and he's just like slow motion, just like stabbing people with his claws like through the head you know and the guys are still like frozen but they're like dead you know it's some, some graphic I thought the doesn't effects... even begin to cover it really it's really <laughs> yeah. aggressive and i love it it is it's like full-on imaging of claws through the dome let's just say uh from here we get another like sort of chase scene they get out of there um and all of a sudden we're back on the road so I guess no harm, no foul. Uh, I didn't see there was a lot of people in the casino that kind of felt the effects, I'm sure. But for the most part, all of the main characters are safe for now, at least. Yeah, so they're on the road before they eventually get run off the road by an auto self-driving Mack truck, basically. Um, right. So those of you who have Teslas, beware. They may try and run other people off the road at some point. Um, yeah, be mindful. Where they meet a young farming family, uh, husband, wife, and son, the Munsons. They are Nate is the son, Catherine is the wife, and uh, where is the name of the father? I can't find it now, but there is a father as well, Will Munson. Um, they take him back to their home to thank them after Logan helps gather their horses that got out of their trailer in this whole debacle of driving and they go you know it's one of the nice it's one of the few happy moments in this entire movie they sit down for a a meal make it nice with them logan claims that uh professor x is his father and that uh laura is his daughter right which we should say real quick professor x dropped a throwaway line stating that laura is made from cloned dna from logan so someone had his dna somewhere and that's how she got her powers it's not a naturally occurring mutant right which however you want to look at it then technically is some sort of offspring but that would be my thought i'd agree with that right um that's interesting you said that too i'm glad you brought that up because in a movie full of violence i thought the director james mangold did a great job of like also showing like because we've always seen in every iteration that hugh jackman has done as wolverine he has some form of compassion you know buried deep underneath that like hard shell um but a lot of these scenes on the road we get to see them kind of almost come together and patrick stewart does an amazing job he's pretty much the glue that keeps you know, the band together, essentially. Yeah, he's the only thing um, stopping Logan from totally going off the rails. Right. And Logan is very uh, reluctant, I guess you could say, of even bringing Laura along. He doesn't want to serve as, like, a father figure. That's basically the last thing that he wants. But he's... You can tell he's starting to come around. And it's it's really because Professor X is trying to help him, you know, see that there is still some good left that he can do even when the world has pretty much gone to shit, which it has for a lot for the, you know, for the mutants specifically. Yeah. He's trying to give Logan another purpose again. Right. Right. And not necessarily always succeeding. Yes. So going forward after they're helping these people at their, uh, they take them, the Munsons bring them in, feed them after helping them, give them a place to stay. And (laughs) 
as great as this movie makes you feel in the happy moments, it is quick to just remind you that it is a brutal fucking world. Um, the the house is invaded by again Pierce and his cronies. Um, this time they have the like lead scientist with or one of yeah, them, Doctor Rice. Yeah, and they bring um. They bring along with well, the first time we see the clone of Wolverine himself, like a fucking souped up version that X twenty four only they can control. Yeah, and yeah, he kills Professor X because he thinks it's just regular Logan, and yet he just stabs him, and it's fucking sad. It's really fucking it. brutal too because um. Laura is laying on the floor in the bedroom that Professor X is in, doesn't recognize him because Logan, real Logan, is off helping Will Munson get their water turned back on because it appears that it was maliciously shut off by their neighbors. Um, So Laura doesn't stop this. She sees it all happen. X-24 puts his fist up against Professor X's chest, claws still inside of his hand, extends them into the chest, not even really... It's a really quiet absolutely bone chilling moment for that character right you know uh he doesn't care about anything he, do- he has no recognition of professor x is just doing what he's told before he proceeds to murder every single member of the munson family as logan returns with the father yeah and it's terrible because it's like you don't want the last image you know you as the viewer don't want Professor X's last image being thinking he's being killed by Logan, which makes it all the more terrible when he, real Logan, comes to his side to try to help him, um, and he's basically whispering, you know, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, you know, it's just, it's it's a brutally sad, sad moment. Right, and immediately he gives, um... Professor X, like, I think it's like his tank top or a rag or something to hold pressure on the wound. But I mean, this is a, say, 12 inch cut through uh, Professor X's chest cavity. He's not going to make it, period. You know, it's just not going to happen. They know it's pretty much over. Um, So from here, we get like a pretty sick fight between X-24 and Logan. Um, But Logan kind of gets his ass kicked, but still is able to hold his own. Uh, they are eventually able to escape. Um, I guess I don't really, I can't remember Jim, how he does it again. They stop him. Um, there's like a threshing machine, I think, or like front loader nearby. And, uh, Logan pushes X-24's head onto one of the spikes on that. So at least for the moment he is, uh, indisposed isn't the word. He's like, he's temporarily decommissioned right (laughs) um one thing i really want to point out here because i'm going to bring it up again at the end note how the uh blades do not cut through each other adamantium cannot cut adamantium ah yeah and that is apparently referenced in the comics as well i did some research on this because this relates to why i had to lower my score on this movie sure thing sure thing so logan and Laura now are back on the road. Um, unfortunately, it's just the two of them. Again, this movie hits you with the fucking feels. Uh, we get like a burial scene. Um, and then the image I 
really remember from like the trailer when Laura like puts her hand like grab basically grabs Logan's hand um kind of to show some form of like unity and that they're going to come together after this terrible terrible moment. It's just it's a nice it's a nice image. Yeah, and zoom in on um zoom in on their just bloody and fucking chopped up hands from everything they've been doing. It's really really powerful, you know, to see that she's trying to reach out to him in some way and and sadly at this point he just totally brushes her aside because he's losing himself in his own grief yeah and he blames her to one degree or another i think reluctant so a couple things that we i probably we probably should talk about quickly um before we get any farther so their whole point is to get laura to this what she's calling some sort of haven um yeah uh that's where she believes all of her friends are, the ones that escaped in the Mex- from the Mexico lab. Um, she wants to get reunite with them. Uh, Logan is deteriorating from the inside. His adamantium is now poisoning his body. So it seems that it's most... causing him to have cancer. Right, basically. And a lot of his um, regenerative attributes are also declining. Um, he's... It's taking longer for him to heal himself, essentially. And if this and, is all in continuity, he's been around since, is it the either Korean or Vietnam War he was in, in one of the yeah. prior, like, prequel Wolverine in, movies. In, like, Wolverine, yeah, like, the first, well, in the one with Sabretooth, I can't remember which one that I thought was. that was it's Wolverine Origins. Sh- is that the shitty Deadpool one? Yeah, where Ryan Reynolds get to play dead gets to play Deadpool for the first time, right? So there's like an image of the uh, them him and like uh, fucking his brother, obviously Sabretooth, and they're like it's like a shot in the beginning. It's kind of cool. They're like running through, and it's like a changing imagery um, of them like fighting in all the different running wars. through history, kind of. Yeah, essentially. So yeah, he's been around for. God, yeah, whatever, hundreds of years at this point, at least. Um, so yeah, it's. But I guess he didn't really get the adamantium though for. You know, not too long. I guess if this is all canon, you know, since like Stryker did his fucking weird, um, experiments on him. So that would make that kind of halts it a little bit to make it think he didn't get his adamantium for like all hundred years but you know the last 30 years maybe if you want to go with that as a guess depending on when this movie takes place you know right this one specifically is in 2029 i remember um right but i don't remember when exactly he got the adamantium canonically yeah so eventually either way it's basically giving him some form of cancer uh we get a scene now where they're driving along. He passes out at the wheel because he's, like I said, he's very sick and injured because he's just been fighting for his life the whole movie. Uh, Laura is somehow able to drive the truck into a town where they get help from some sort of doctor that tries to patch him up. It's like basically. this oaky little urgent care clinic. <laughs> yeah, and the doctor is like, I've always wanted to meet a mutant. Immediately, first thing he says when Logan wakes up. Right, because I guess it's probably not hard to tell. The guy's been shot 50 times, he's been stabbed, and he's still, you know, breathing on your operating table. And even when he's totally healed, he is fucking scarred all over. Yeah. 
exactly. And he's probably got, obviously, some sort of reputation. I mean, everyone thinks the mutants are dead, but I'm sure Wolverine is known by anyone. And that's basically how the guy in the beginning, you know, Pierce recognizes him based on, like, reputation, you know? Right, and in this universe, there are X-Men comic books as well. Yeah, Um, it is an interesting take on it, too. I... I don't know how I really feel about it. I bet it's kind of cool, I guess, that they've basically become sort of lore in their own universe. I mean, how can you think that that wouldn't happen in the real world, though? Like, you know, people write uh, fantasized or um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, uh, aggrandized stories about people who actually exist. You know, the same thing would happen with the X-Men. Seeing as right. they're first of all superheroes and second of all have these weird mutant powers, mm-hmm. but so this Eden place they're heading to, they have coordinates for North Dakota, which is where then the group of children will make their way over into Canada, where apparently mutants can be safe. Is a set of coordinates from a comic book. This obviously upsets Logan because he thinks he's wasting his time. Right. Laura's got a stack of comic books that she basically reads as like reality. Um, and that apparently Logan, Gabriella did too. Right. And Logan sees this as just like, oh, yeah, like you said, a waste of time. He he says everyone is gone, dead, because the comic books are about his friends. You know, people he fought and lived with and he knows that are gone now. So it's, I can see why he would get a little frustrated if that's In addition the to knowing that the basis of the story is fiction. Right, right. So it, I can see it from both sides. Um from here again we get some more just road tripping i a lot of people made the comparison to this being like the last of us movie we never got and i kind of liked that um i can see it broken man trying to help this girl like on her journey it's basically the first last of us in a way but again we're we're getting a real thing in a show version so hopefully it's good but if people want to call this the last of us movie they never got and it's an awesome wolverine movie i guess i'll take it but so they do eventually make it to the coordinates and there is a small shack there where the other children are um it appears that maybe there are 10 to 15 of them total with various powers cold breath electricity control plant control um one of them has like telekinetic like shouting powers so some interesting choices right it makes you wonder like is this gonna be you know as far as we know this movie really stands on its own um i don't want to get into it too much but like they basically with this you've you've created the option to basically or unless you just want to leave it how it is and say like oh here's the next generation of you know mutants or quote-unquote x-men for you know the rest of time but yeah it's an interesting take um having all the kids there they basically hoist logan up on like a pulley system because he's like i said he this this last like hour he is just basically he's damn on near death's out of door. yeah he's on death's door um it's here we're introduced to something that peps him up which comes back big time later here in the movie um they have some sort of serum that it's what kind of we gave kinda... them their powers to one degree or another. Right. It's glowing lime green serum, which you know is bad news. It restores their, yeah, basically mutant powers to some degree, but also in large amounts can, if you overdo it, 
you get a short burst, like the kid explains, of like energy, but then it basically will kill you. It's like a rule of diminishing returns, right? Yeah. You know, you use it to get high, doesn't work as well the next time. <laughs> right. So Logan is kind of being nursed back uh, with this stuff. It sort of rejuvenates him a little bit. Um, the kids are on the lookout of this, you know, shack on top of this mountain. Um, Logan kind of talks with them about life, really, uh, and maybe if he's going to help him or not. They notice then a bunch of choppers and shit coming, so now they have to decide, you know, we got to get out of here at this point. Yeah, and so they leave Logan sleeping, and his intention at the time was not to help them because he thought they right. were doomed to failure anyways. Yeah. So he notices the kids being chased. Um, this, honestly, is like the best 20 minutes of fucking Wolverine I think I could ever ask for. Yeah, um, he like supermans across a field to one guy, stabs him straight through the chest, and is totally balls to the wall badass. Because we see that he basically has Barry bonds himself with fucking five syringes or whatever of this serum and he has gone full like crate like what are they isn't he doesn't he have like a term when he like isn't there like something he does that he goes crazy sometimes anyway like in the I comics i swear there was like that a, i mean he's he's very animalistic in all depictions right. but i'm not sure it's actually like a quote-unquote power yeah but he goes fucking apeshit and he's just running through the woods chasing after these kids trying to catch up because they're being hunted by all these trucks and army guys like you said jim he like full-on sprint jumps 40 feet stabs a guy in the chest and he's just running through just cutting arms off slitting throats it's fucking awesome yeah the kids basically one by one are being captured at this point um very quickly like we kind of noted the green goo wears off and logan his wounds are not healing as much. He's been taking bullets left and right because he's just not caring because he was healing quickly for the moment before eventually kind of getting broken down. Right. Uh, Boyd, Holbrook, uh, Donald Pierce, sorry. They just, it's such a fucking normal name, I can never remember it. Um, <laughs> yeah, lets right. out X-24, who beats the ever-living shit out of Logan. And uh, at one point, Daphne or Laura grabs a gun loads it with an adamantium bullet and while uh x24 is about to like really rip logan apart again blows the back of his head off yes but not after he had thrown logan onto like a fucking tree stump full of spikes yeah like through his chest like a one foot by one foot chunk of stump yeah so logan's pinned there bleeding out not healing um the adamantium bullet came from Logan, basically kept it on him at all times in case he really just wanted to end it. Caliban, like, makes a point of it in the beginning. Um, so that's how she got it. It's This leads to, unfortunately, another terrible scene. Um, basically the end of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, at least for now. Um, time travel is a thing. Time travel is a thing. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness is coming up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so Wolverine dies here. The real one, Logan. Um, Laura is terribly heartbroken. She basically kind of 
looked at him as a father figure just because they were so similar, like you said. At one um, point here, she actually calls him daddy and says, no, daddy, no. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's rough. Um, and Logan says, so this is what it feels like. Yeah, because he's kind of accepted being that figure for her now. It, it, it took It took a while, you know, an hour and... 45 minutes of a two-hour, 20-minute movie. But, do you think um, he meant he got... being a father, or do you think he meant dying? I always read it as, so this is what it feels like to die. That's a good point. Or, you know, finally have someone that you care about enough to, like, look at. Because in like a... prior movies, before he previously lost his memories, um, he uh, he did have a wife at one point. We don't know whether or not he had children, I don't think. Right. And he, yeah, and he took, and ironically in that movie, took an adamantium bullet, like, to the head that just wiped his memory, essentially. Um, so, and this yeah. is why I had to lower my score, because, first of all, the adamantium bullet shouldn't have gone through his adamantium skull. Second of all, why did X-24 right, not heal from it like Logan had in prior movies? That's a good point, Jim. It's a good point. It contradicts itself. I'm not saying I mean, this I could is a bad it... movie, but it... That felt glaringly like this is a really, really, really big plot hole, like bigger than the hole in Logan's chest. Right. I could see it. I could see it why he would keep it on him because he's deteriorating, you know, from the inside. Like something that explosive probably would kill him now. Maybe not in his prime. But like you said, this X-24 should be like... Yeah, it should be like the better version of him. So you'd think it would just... You know, instead of just blowing his head open, like, it would just basically stun him like it did, you know, Wolverine in the prior movie. It's a good point, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's... so we get kind of an ending scene. All the kids bury Logan under a, like, like stone cairn, and they put a cross up made out of sticks at his head, I would assume. Um, yeah. And Laura does a little monologue here from a movie that she had seen with Professor X in the hotel in Vegas. And the quote is, A man has to be what he is, Joey. Can't break the mold. There's no living with the killing. There's no going back. Right or wrong, it's a brand. A brand that sticks. Now you run on home to your mother. You tell her everything's all right. There are no more guns in the valley. Really just Hmm. saying, like, Logan couldn't change who he was anymore, obviously. He's now dead, but everyone is safe because of him. Right. You know, and I, I think it's really apt. This is from a movie called Shane from 1953, it seems. Nice. Yeah, I think that's perfectly sums up pretty much Logan as a character, you know, the the idea of Wolverine. Um, So as she, like, turns the cross to an X, I like, I mean, I think it's basically just a hint at, you know the x-men and obviously like an ode probably but i also like to read into it almost as like finally like the the end of the x-men as we know it because we lose professor x we lose wolverine now for good after we've been told already that the rest of them have all been like killed or wiped out um i just like to note it almost as like a you know a complete send-off for the x-men as we knew it you know it's a moment now, of beyond fan service, but I think it works, and I really love it. Right. I thought it was just really sentimental. Um, and yeah, it's basically the last X-Men movie 
of like all those characters we grew up with originally like you know from the original ones they're all gone now <laughs> and now everything moving forward is going to be you know newer um obviously with different people famously Hugh Jackman is the only one to ever play Wolverine and this is supposedly his last go around um it's a good it's a good send off for sure and I You want to hear a I'm rumor? Glad... Yeah, go ahead. Daniel Radcliffe supposedly has been speaking with MCU about playing Wolverine. Mm. I'm not mad at it. It is beyond uncredited rumor, but right. I'm there for it. I'm over like I'm done like overreacting and thinking it's going to be so terrible when I hear people being cast as something cuz obviously people freaked out right away with you know the famous one is obviously heath ledger everyone's like oh my god he's a rom-com actor like he can't play the fucking joker well shit he's the best joker yeah um kind of the same thing with robert pattinson he turned out being great as batman um yeah i don't know i'd give it a shot one person i always liked as an idea um i it's just a matter of he could be super serious but i thought he'd had like the physique and stuff it was like Believe it or not, I thought, like, Zac Efron as, like, a young Logan. I could see it, and I would could support be... it. Could be, right. Cause In the same vein, yeah, honestly, I also read a headline saying Taron Edgerton was a possibility. That'd be a good one, too. I'd be okay with that. They're kind of similar, you know. Uh, I think both of them could have, like, that. The look. Right. And then you just have to pull off that smug fucking just pissed off <laughs> attitude the whole time. But, I don't know, it... It's going to be weird seeing anyone don the claws other than fucking Hugh Jackman, but who knows? Maybe he's not even done. Like I said, I there's rumors that he shows up in Multiverse of Madness, and we already know Patrick Stewart's probably in it based on the trailer, so that's like part one of the two-part rumor I read months ago was that they both were going to have an appearance. So Before he started like actually saying he was in the movie, Patrick Stewart, when asked if he was going to be in Doctor Strange, he said, who's that? <laughs> it's just perfect these guys are just smug as fuck and i'm i love it but <laughs> i i don't know it's the same way with like um ryan reynolds coming out and saying like is he, either he's just being an asshole and like playing reverse psychology but he did you see that like one interview he came out and said he like wait 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 by the way i just want to say i am not in doctor strange He's like, Deadpool is definitely not in Doctor Strange. I didn't see that, but that absolutely so like, seems like something Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool of course and it is. So it's like, to say. Is he just like doing that to throw people off? And be like, oh yeah, he's going to be in it, and he's definitely not. Or is, you know, it's just like, with all the shit they went through to try to keep Andrew Garfield and um, fucking Tobey Maguire, spoiler alert, a secret... You know, it's it's just they can just do whatever they want now. It's gonna be insane. Right, they know that they, they got the keys and we're just all in the car. Yep, I'm just here for the ride. Anyway, should um, we score Logan? Let's do it. I'll let you go first. Let me just say this movie was originally at a ten. I love this movie. Holds a sentimental place in my heart. This was mine and Angie's first movie we ever saw together. Um, set a relationship up for success. I originally gave it a ten. I have lowered it to an eight. I still oh, think it's an incredibly wow. strong movie, and I love it. I love yeah. the Western themes, the growth of the character, even throughout one movie. Um, but the glaring problems with continuity and the whole adamantium bullshit, you know, really is a big problem for me. Yeah. I'll have to agree. Like, I don't know if I ever quite made it to a 10. 
I was definitely very close after seeing it. Obviously, you and I have talked how great the trailer was. You just throw Johnny Cash, like, in any trailer, and you can fucking just get me hooked. Um, so I was just looking forward to this movie so much, and it really, it really couldn't be bad. I had, like, made up my mind that I was going to love it no matter what, and it, it lived up to every expectation, I think. Obviously, a couple plot holes. I sit at a nine, and that's where I'm going to be. Um, like I said, one of my favorite favorite comic book movies of all time it's i love the dark gritty like you said west almost western style um storytelling and i just thought they pulled it off especially with the r rating you know you can you can maybe overdo it and i thought the violence was yes extreme but i but it wasn't too much at the same time wolverine's a violent character too you know it's almost like you have to like hone it back when you make all the other x-men movies this one you were really just able to let him go and i fucking loved it wolverine's always been one of my favorite characters too and huge that's credit to hugh jackman dude the dude was is he's the epitome of the character iconic doesn't cover it no you can't when you think of like iconic movie characters he's definitely up there and that's just a credit to him um obviously patrick stewart daphne Keene were both fantastic so yeah it's a tough movie to find anything to complain about but um you know there's a few things but yeah it's a nine for me love this movie so much yeah it's always gonna hold a special place in my heart because it's just unlike anything we had seen you know right it's awesome um so yeah that kind of wraps up logan uh next week we are going to check out a newer movie, but it's pretty much brand new, on Netflix called The Adam Project, starring the before aforementioned Ryan Reynolds. We've mentioned him a few times in this movie. I think Ruffalo, um, too. Is he in it, too? I think I so. I haven't seen a Mark Ruffalo movie in a while. I mean, obviously, other than, like, a Hulk movie, but it'll be kind of cool to see them two together. Um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds teaming up with his 12-year-old self to kind of save the world i guess we'll see what happens yeah top build ryan reynolds walker scobell who plays young adam which is ryan reynolds mark ruffalo and jennifer garner awesome pretty solid cast so that'll be fun make sure to check in tune into that next week this Uh, is a netflix original so it's obviously streaming on netflix perfect that is makes it easy for everybody to watch um i will be probably coming back from the Greta concert, so hopefully I have some fun review for you guys. Um, too bad you can make it, Jimmer. Yeah, it'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be thinking about you. Um, perfect, and also the Badgers play. If anybody cares, college basketball tournament starts this weekend. If the Badgers lose, woo Badgers. I'll be very sad, but you know life goes on. But I'll be very sad. So think about me when you're watching them, and hopefully they win. Uh, with that said, Jim, where can the people reach us? As always, you can follow us on Twitter at weave underscore seen underscore that, like us on Facebook, or email us at seen that podcast at gmail.com. Again, that, again, that's S C E N E that podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the 79th episode, Logan. Um, can't wait for next week, the 80th episode, The Adam Project on Netflix. Once again, I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim, and roll credits.